0: Sell the team. That's what I've got today. Sell the team. Welcome to a special edition of Daily Shot of Pirates on this Saturday. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And yeah, Brian Reynolds has asked the Pirates to trade him. This obviously comes as a significant surprise including to me, considering the last episode of this particular program was all about how this wouldn't happen. However, situations change, minds change. The one thing that doesn't change in Pittsburgh as it relates to the 137-year-old baseball club is this owner. And this owner has put into place a non-competitive atmosphere, a non-competitive front office that fosters that atmosphere, and eventually, usually sooner rather than later, it wears down the participants themselves. Listen, there's a lot of layers to this, and I could do multiple episodes on this subject alone, for a little bit of background here, the report, the news, was broken by Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette and subsequently confirmed by National Reporters, which is your dead giveaway that everything originated with Reynolds' agent. From there, there's speculation, which is all it is, that there was a contract squabble within this, that they were looking for a long-term extension, meaning that the Reynolds camp, it didn't work out. And this was how Reynolds reacted. You're going to see this painted very differently by the two sides. What you're not going to see painted by either side, because nobody has anything to gain from it, is what's right out there in the open. And that's that this team isn't competitive. You do not request a trade from a scenario where you feel like you can win where you feel like you can be a part of something. Reynolds wanted that. I've been telling you that for years. I talk to this guy all the time. And in fact, the last time that we spoke, as I mentioned on yesterday's episode, it was a couple months ago, he went out of his way to say not only that he wants to stay, but also that he expects to stay, that he's been told he's not going anywhere. But to know him is to know why, and the reason for it is that he looked around that clubhouse and liked what he saw. That was actually our last conversation. He was motioning over to uh, Luis Ortiz and Johan Oviedo and some of the better pitchers, young guys that the Pirates have, to O'Neill Cruz, and he said, that this is going to be good. This is going to be good. But you don't just take advantage of somebody. You don't say, hey, we're going to do this indefinitely. We're going to punt indefinitely until these Altoona kids get here. Reynolds has been here for a while. He's been here for five years. That's a pretty big chunk of the prime of your career. So what was another punt year going to mean to him? A lot. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of He wants to win. He's a winner. Brian Reynolds is a winner. He's not a perfect baseball player. He might not be the star-level player that it appeared he'd become a couple years ago, but he's a really, really good, solid player that 30 out of 30 teams would welcome having as part of their outfield. That is a rare, rare breed, my friends in Pittsburgh. You don't just discard that. You don't just say, you know what, just hang on another year. Hang on another year. What you do is you show the commitment. You show the commitment by, first and foremost, signing the player to the long-term deal rather than just kind of fussing around with it and let's try a year or two here or there. You really, really commit. You say, this is our best player, because you know what? He is. And you treat him as such. And secondly, you show something that the public never sees, because we're not entirely sure that it exists, a competitive spirit in terms of constructing the roster. You show that you want to win, not in 2024, not in some nebulous future, sooner than people think, which is one of those Ben Charrington lines. You start mentioning the year. Funny, what do you know? Over the past few days, and we've been talking about this all week, they've been mentioning the year. They've been talking about the year. It comes out all the time now. It even came out in the written response the team had from a spokesman, this very afternoon. Our goal is to win in 2023. Really? Really? When did that start? What, what pioneered this concept? Is all of this starting to make sense now? All I know is this. The reason that Reynolds would leave, and now apparently will leave because there's no, you don't know, You don't fix these sort of things. You don't go public with a trade demand and then have everything just be all hunky-dory afterward. And nor do you, as the team, coerce the player into playing because of his contract. That's a holdout situation that would just be a monstrous mess. What you do, (laughs) and here comes the pie in the sky portion of this particular segment, you sell the team. You sell the team. And that's not going to happen internally, you know? It's just not. I, I can't say this often enough. But the problems that this organization has are way more about attitude and approach than they are about salary cap. And you know how strongly I feel about the salary cap, so please keep that in context. The owner's priority is the business before the winning. He likes to win. I've seen it. But he likes to win after everything else is taken care of. After the other thing is put first. And that, that just doesn't fly. It doesn't fly in sports. Because then what ends up happening is you hire people to run your team, the front office, who have a similar mindset. There's no way you don't. I, I do hiring as part of our our own company's practices at dk pittsburgh sports and i'm looking for people even if i'm thinking that i'm not who are somewhat like-minded it's just human nature that's what's happened here that's what's happened here this is rock bottom this franchise needs a new owner when we come back j1q J1Q comes from JT Raymond, who says, DK, is it possible that they could just not trade him, suck up their stupidity, and actually sign him long-term? They won't, but they could, right? Um, you could say that today, JT, but can you say it in February? When now things turn into a holdout at spring training? When now you have players across that clubhouse including the handful who matter 100 percent taking reynolds side that's just how players roll even if they didn't like him which they do they'd take his side you also have to go about building a team you have to go about building you would think a decent roster and that means if you don't have reynolds and he's not playing he can very much afford to sit out. He can very much afford to hold out. There's no doubt in my mind about that because what's waiting for him at the other end is a heck of a lot more than what he'd be getting from the pirates on a regular basis in 2023. You see what I'm saying? So there, there isn't, there isn't an escape hatch here unless it's something that happens like instantly and everyone Apologizes and Reynolds agent falls on his sword for having spoken out of turn. And that's not what Brian meant to convey. It's my fault as his representative, that sort of thing. And everybody would be so happy with the outcome that they'd all fall for it. And that'd be that. But listen to what I just described for you. You know, that's pretty far fetched. All of it. The decision to request a trade is one thing. The decision to take that request and get it to a reporter and make sure that it goes public is something else entirely. It is the burning of the bridge. And that bridge doesn't get burned unless that agent is sitting there with Reynolds, with everyone at C- CAA. And they agree that this is the right course of action and they agree on it for multiple reasons that go beyond any sort of extension talks. This you can take to the bank. This isn't going to get fixed. What's going to have to happen is the Pirates are going to have to trade him. And here's the other part of this. They're going to have to trade him for players who can help now because that's the corner that they've backed themselves into by waiting until part of the offseason... Entering year four to look slash sound as if they give a damn. That's what's going to have to happen. They're going to have to trade him for major league players. And that is not ideal in this setting. It'll help toward 2023. But the only way that 2023 should have mattered is if you were building on top of the guys you already had. And the best guy you already had, obviously, was Reynolds. With Reynolds gone, you're replacing him with you know major leaguers, and that kind of reeks of all those Neil Huntington trades, Jason Bay, Xavier Nady, uh, Garrett Cole, all these, they just bring in a bunch of 4A guys who are younger major league guys and say, hey, here we go, they're here, look at them, they're real, as opposed to going and getting high ceiling prospects. You see what I'm saying? I'm not trying to have it both ways here. I'm really not. Getting prospects made sense when it made sense. You trade your most valuable pieces to get those high-ceiling guys so that they ideally, maybe, possibly can become star types. Now the the guy they have who's a star type is going to be playing in somebody else's organization next year. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I'll have another one of these, obviously, Monday morning.